Welcome to The Shift Show with Adriana Bucci. Join me every week to learn all about narcissistic abuse recovery, healing from physical and emotional pain after the abuse, and everything else to do with toxic people and how they affect your physical, emotional, and mental health. And no, you are not the crazy one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Let's get right to it. Well, we're here. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> there's going to be video, there's going to be audio behind this. I, I feel like when we did the show prep, we weren't really had an idea of who was going to record who. There was so no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. we've decided to make this a, a co-collaboration effect, mm -hmm. right? Between Adriana and myself, Rory. Adriana is a life coach herself. I'm a life coach myself also too. So there's going to be a lot of interesting things we're going to get to know a lot about, you know, each other for our respective platforms and our brands and things like that. So welcome to the podcast, right? We're going to call Thank this a you. podcast of all podcasts. Yes. How's it going? Good. How are you? And welcome to you as well, to, to yeah, the podcast as well. <laughs> you know, you know what? I look at it like this. 2020 is a year of just so much change. So heck, why mm -hmm. not do a podcast like this? You know, exactly. The both of our audience are going to be able to be like, oh, you know, it was new. It's something that they exactly. did on the whim and things exactly. like that. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, when you wing stuff, it's it's the best result possible. So I have I have high hopes that this is going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. Yes, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Let's get right into it. You know, um, who are you and where, how did you get into this, this atmosphere of being a life coach and helping your clients and things like that? Awesome. Great question. Um, and it's, it's such a random story. So my name's Adriana. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and I, you know, I help people to heal from narcissistic abuse and chronic pain. And the reason that I'm even here was because of my chronic pain. So it's, it sounds pretty random that chronic pain is the reason I'm a life coach, but um, it basically all started with, you know, a wisdom tooth extraction gone wrong, or so I thought, and I ended up with TMJ. So that's like temporomandibular joint dysfunction. It's the jaw joint that attaches the lower jaw to the upper jaw. And, you know, you eat, you, everything that you do with your mouth is that joint is responsible for it. So I had dysfunction of that joint. I would get migraines, um, really bad headaches, um, neck pain. Eventually I would get carpal tunnel syndrome. I had surgery on one hand. It was just a complete um, utter shit show is the best way I can describe it. And then I would eventually get shingles in my mouth. So I was getting my jaw realigned. And of course, here I am in my early 30s, <laughs> getting my jaw redone. I had braces on for the second time in my life. And this stupid splint that was like just readjusting the bones in my skull, essentially. And I get shingles in my mouth at the ripe age of 30 shingles. Mm. So yeah, you're not supposed to get that till you're a senior. But mm. lucky me, right? Lucky me, this was the second time in my life that I would get shingles. Um, the first time it was on my back, I thought that was really painful. But when it was in my mouth, it was just like a whole different ball game. So I was, you know, losing my mind in pain. And, you know, I went through like the antivirals, whatever. And then eventually, like the pain just never went away. So that's, that's what's called trigeminal neuralgia. 
So it's the trigeminal nerve, which is responsible for all the feeling in your face um, on half of it. And when that nerve is like fried or damaged or constantly painful, it's called trigeminal neuralgia. This is nicknamed the suicide disease because of how painful it is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. I, I know. I can, I can relate because, you know, even getting distracted back what two years ago yeah. there was a cavity on my wisdom tooth oh. and you know that gave me some issues and it got infected but i yeah. figured it out all that good stuff but you know it's just it's part of life that's how life is right at the end of the day you know and things like that so i can just imagine what you had to go through you know? yeah. yeah yeah not that was imagine that was just one tooth for me it was all four and then the pain just lingered for years Jesus. <laughs> yeah that is crazy that it is was crazy. horrendous yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're here now. Oh, yeah, I'm good. And you're a brilliant yes. coach. You're exactly. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank your, you. Your, your client testimonials are, are speaking. Um, so totally. about that and all that good stuff there, too, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So in the way we're going to do this, right, that's your introduction and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like for, for your audience members, myself here, uh, I'm, a, I'm a podcaster now, certified life coach, things like that. My my story has been very, very different. It's mm -hmm. just been, you know, years of just mentorship and just really finding the inner worth of who you truly are as a human being. Awesome. And, you know, what I ended up doing is I had to do a lot of, you know, ground digging. We could be here till five o'clock in the morning. I feel like this could be like a seven hour <laughs> conversation, but I don't think you want to do that. I don't think I'm going to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think my things, next client would be too happy. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, you know, the way I, the way I came into this was, you know, through health and fitness, you know, awesome. being somebody that was over, overweight, mm -hmm. I was like, what, 300 and 300 pounds plus, wow. you know, and all this other stuff. And then I just took my butt to the gym. I said, listen, let me lock in. Let me get the job done. Um, my, the, the, where I got my certification from was through Dr. Eric Thomas, right? A motivational mm -hmm. speaker, ET, hip hop preacher over Instagram, Twitter, things like that. And the years of just knowledge by him and just watching him do videos and speak about the good fight, you know, him being, you know, a, a person that used to live in abandoned buildings and eating out of trash cans wow. and looking at his struggle and what he maximized his net worth now too and helping so many people along the, along the journey and things like that so it's a no-brainer for me and, and then the podcast just came it was on a whim and it's so crazy because it's october it's four years october 31st and you know that's that's the rest is history you know we're, we're trying to make history as that's long with yourself there too you know so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that no that's there? that's that's amazing like just the fact that you you know something in you got you to get motivated to get healthier and use that knowledge to help other people and that's that's amazing no 100 100 percent. so what are and i feel like we're gonna go back and forth here of course you know, what are some what are some of the most meaningful goals that your your coaching has allowed your clients to actually you know vet, uh, realize and things like that of dealing with you and working with you Honestly, the biggest goals that my clients have that they reach is to live life on their own terms, right? So outside of chronic pain, outside of narcissistic abuse and understanding that there is such a huge connection to the two, because what I realized on my journey was once I hit that rock bottom in my pain was that there's something called the mind body connection. And that is essentially that the mind is the body and 
you know, the pain is felt in the body, but the, the solution is a emotional solution rather than a physical solution. So, you know, rather than going to appointment after appointment after appointment, the chiropractor, physiotherapist, um, nerve block injections, all that fun stuff, the solution is actually doing inner work, inner emotional work and releasing the repressed emotions from childhood trauma, which a lot of my clients, they've had childhood trauma from having narcissistic parents. And this was my trauma as well. So this is, this is basically who I help. It's, you know, you, when you're raised by a narcissistic parent, it's your outlook on life is very different compared to someone who was raised by actual loving parents. And, you know, the pain aspect of it, it's, it's all from repression because where, when you don't express your emotions as a kid, there's nowhere for these emotions to go. So emotional freedom is one of the biggest goals. And with emotional freedom comes the freedom to actually live your life the way that you want to live it without pain and without that inner critic, because that inner critic's not even your voice. It's actually the voice of whoever raised you and put you down and all that kind of stuff. And um, that voice can definitely be super overwhelming to deal with. But once you actually let yourself do the work, and this is what I work with my work on with my clients every day, we, you know, tackle the emotional aspect of everything they do their homework in between calls. And they realize, oh, my gosh, like, the way that I learned to relate to life is actually like, complete bullshit. And there is a different way to look at things. And, you know, it's one thing to say like, oh, change your mindset, change your life, but you have to actually put work into it. So that's what I help people do all the time. And they, you know, they go off to do amazing things. Yeah. I feel like you speak, you speak so well about that. You know, so many people are like, change your mindset, change your mindset. I always say yeah. is that 1% better each and every day, mm -hmm. whatever it is you're wanting to do, everything's about reps, right? Right. Um, when we think of sports, I use, I use a lot of sports analogies when I, when I do my speakings now with people, because I think that's the only way I, I learn how I can relate and other people can understand in a way where it's like, if it's basketball, if it's football, let's particularly stick with basketball. If you're going to want to be the best layup artist, you have to be able to put up a hundred layups. If you want to be the best three point shooter, you got to be able to put up, you know, a hundred three point shots. Basically what it's saying is, is that whatever it is you want to do, it could be with school, could be health, could be relationships is every single day. You have to set gradual increments to be able to mm -hmm. get to where you need to get to. And I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, I got to just do a deep dive. And maybe if I read this book really quick, you know, I can figure out my life very, very well. No, there's, no. there's some, there's some times and, you know, we have to do, especially as creators, a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of late nights. There's a yep. lot of early mornings There's a lot of sleepless nights to yep. really be able to do what it is that we do on the pace that we do it on, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, you don't just become a great basketball player just by reading about it right you have to actually do it you have to actually practice and you know it's it's very very important to actually put in the work to get to that goal and you know this is where coaching comes into play so what kind of stuff do you help your clients with so it's this finding your inner ability your inner worth mm -hmm. so finding your natural 
versus your adaptive, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have uh, certain elements in our life where we know how we naturally are, but what happens when the world goes faster than it needs to and we don't know how to react? Mm -hmm. It's like the boxing mentality. You can go in and study film of a boxer and know that this guy could either be orthodox or he could be southpaw, but then you could be looking at it, well, I'm a more defensive counterpuncher. You could get into that ring and then look at life and say to yourself is, what happens if he switches it up and he goes from orthodox to southpaw and then he starts throwing flurries to me? I have to go back in between rounds to now do what? Be adaptive and learning what's gonna happen. My coach has gotta be able to talk to me. Basically what I'm saying is, that's me being the coach. My coach has gotta figure out what's my natural versus my adaptive, if you mm -hmm. see kind of what I did there. So when you go out in between rounds, in between life and things like that, it's your opportunity to really start spearheading the, the lifestyle that you wanna set for yourself. So if it's with school, heck, we, we talk about the current climate right now. A lot of us, you know, if we're in school and things like that, we gotta do online modules now, sorry. Mm -hmm. Doing online versus with your professor in the school is different now. Yeah. You now have all these distractions in your household. You've so got true. Netflix, you got video games, you got your text messaging, you got your friends that are gonna call you to come down the street to probably have some wine for the following night or something mm -hmm. like that. But you're now gonna suppress your your lifestyle. Exactly. It's up to you now to change how you gotta do things. I always say work comes before play at the end of the mm -hmm. day. You know what I mean? And all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, like the distractions these days, it's, they are real. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're both coaches here, right? Yeah. Both coaches, both podcasts. What's one of, what would you say is one of your biggest distractions that you have and how do you overcome it? Oh man, I guess just like everything's a distraction these days with COVID, <laughs> to be totally honest. <laughs> There's so many. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to pick just one, oh man. Like just, I guess I, I have that whole habit of just staring at my phone sometimes and just scrolling and you know, that's, that's part of numbing as well. So how I get myself out of that is like noticing that I'm doing it and you know, that's that's pretty much it right now and then i kind of decide like what what am i repressing by using this distraction and then maybe i'll journal and then i'll realize like oh there is a repressed emotion there or oh i'm having anxiety about like this thing tomorrow or whatever so yeah like that's kind of how i deal with it and then it's re it's really hard to deal with it when you know maybe the next day there is nowhere to go <laughs> because they might lock down the province again <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, it's definitely something that I, I do still work on, <laughs> but it's easier to catch yourself as you do the work. Right. So it's like, it's not something that you're going to overcome overnight where, you know, it's like, like, like you said before, you're going to read a book and like fix your life altogether. But, you know, noticing when you get distracted, understanding why you got distracted, not beating yourself up for it, because, you know, we're human, we're living in some really weird times, <laughs> you know, so it's, um, it's, it's all part of a practice and just doing more inner work. And that is eventually what gets you to that place where like you, 
you can help other people with it. So I definitely don't coach on distractions. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but think, uh, yeah. yeah, what about you? Yeah, I think with myself, a lot of it would be not enough having and having not a lot of hours in the day. Mm -hmm. But getting better with that because we may have our nine to five jobs that we work and things like that. But then it's like you get these multiple magnitude of emails that are coming through. You have these scheduling appointments that you got to make. You have these 20, 30 minute calls that you got to make with friends or clients or business podcasters, things like that. People want to come on your show. People don't want to network with you. People that want to book you for certain things is like where I'm struggling, but I'm getting better is I got to look to intern somebody on the platform or I'm looking at either hiring somebody to come in and really start doing the that type of legwork because it then alleviates my my workload you mm -hmm. know what i mean and it lets me now be more task oriented on the things that i want to focus on which is you know obviously the podcast releases every week and things like that but i want to put the more opportunity time in the podcast and the posting on social media connecting with the right people and mm -hmm. things like that while i don't have to worry about the scheduling managers on on zoom and things like that right and stuff like that so you know and and i tell people is that you know that's all you got to do depending on where you are at building your business or building your platform you have to know how to pivot the right way if you're just getting started you're not going to necessarily hire somebody mm -hmm. unless you have a big overhead right away but somebody that's been like three four years five years into doing what it is they're doing that's where you got to start making those those necessary adjustments mm -hmm. and stuff like that you know right yeah for sure definitely yeah, for sure um what do you feel you know holds us back from making changes we desire all right, by, but sorry, limiting our beliefs in our subconscious mind. Repressed emotions, 100%. Because Speak about that. Totally. So repressed emotions are responsible, in my opinion, for everything, almost. <laughs> so when, you know, you want to move forward with something or like crush a limiting belief, there's a repressed emotion behind that if you're not able to you know, logically deal with it, right? Because if you have a belief about something that like, you know, logically, it, it doesn't make any sense to hold on to this belief. But for some reason, you just can't let go of it. There's probably an emotional reason behind it. And that takes some digging, it takes a little bit of getting uncomfortable. And the thing is, like, no one wants to do this type of work, like you can't market this. <laughs> <laughs> right because it's like you're you're literally going into your subconscious and trying to figure out like why is this here and how do I get rid of it how can I release it so when we have these repressed emotions it's usually because of some sort of trauma and it doesn't have to be like this massive horrendous terrible thing that happened right it doesn't have to be like witnessing extreme violence or you know like physical abuse or like extreme emotional abuse it could be like just something very you know, well-meaning by an adult in our lives when we were children. And, you know, like, for example, if, you know, you're a kid and you lose your mom at the mall for like five minutes and then you find her, but you were freaked out. And then your mom just tries to like calm you down really quickly and just say like, oh no, like, don't be afraid. Like it's, it's silly to be afraid. The kid kind of like the kid brain will interpret that fear as like, oh, it's, it's stupid to have fear. Like, I'll just never have fear again and I'm going to repress that. And then, you know, you go through your life decades and that fear is still there, right? It's not, it hasn't gone anywhere. So mm -hmm. now if you have a fear of like, 
you know, going to the mall by yourself, for example, right? Like it could be just this completely irrational fear, but you just, you have it and you don't really know why. And you're never going to know why until you actually dig and access the memory. And then you can feel that fear and then you release it. So by feeling into the actual emotion, you can release it. And then you can have that emotional understanding behind that belief system that no longer serves you. Because it's one thing to get it logically, but logic can only get you so far once you actually understand it on an emotional level that's where like the true transformation can start to happen and you can actually take those steps towards like changing your belief systems and changing your life well said brilliantly said you know and i think that you know we speak about you know kids running around the mall you know i that's that's my nine to five (laughs) my nine to five is and you see a lot of these kids in the mall and you're like are you kidding me right now? It's just like, right? parent, why are you running, like, just going crazy? Like, you know, and where's the kid? Like, I remember when I grew up, and I, and I think a lot of the people here in my home city would say the exact same thing. Anytime mom or dad used to go to the mall, I always used to drag on their coattail and be like, listen, I want to go to the video game spot to sit there for like 30, 45 minutes to mm-hmm. an hour and interchange and play the video games and sit there because it's what shut me up. You didn't have to really yeah. worry about me running away. I'm in a, I'm in this little place, you know what I mean? Yeah. I forget what it's called. <laughs> and it, those were the times. And, you know, I, I wish that we could get those back for the kids. And I know that it's easier now to give the phone or give mm-hmm. the tablet. And, you know, I always say limit their, their playing time and things like that. Right. But it's like, when is enough is enough? You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, then you kind of have to reflect the parenting and things and being like, well, are they being good parents to their kids? All this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Because kids are, kids are easily influenced now, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like we're around the same age. So it's like, when I feel like grew up, when we grew up in, 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 in the world at our times, we weren't distracted. We kind of knew what was going on and things like mm-hmm. that versus now these kids are just the Instagram, the Snapchats, the mm-hmm. Twitters, the TikToks. Yep. I always use this run on saying, I feel like everybody's trying to be their own version of Addison Ray. It doesn't work that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we, 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 we have to find a, our happy medium and things like that, you know? Exactly. You know, good stuff. Exactly. How do you um, help your clients find their happy medium? How, listen, I always say this, write it down, write it down. If it's not motivating you, if it's not pushing you, you got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Now, it goes down to as simple as your friends, your inner circle. I'll be honest. I just had this conversation the other night with, with my best friend. I said is, you see a lot of people out there, and I'm very outspoken when I speak, is that you have a lot of people that are out there that have yes men mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in their company or in their, in their place setting. I have no yes men around me. I can't mm-hmm. do that because... I need the right people that are going to hold me accountable to keep me in check. Right. Any of the guy, any of my, any of my friends right now, I could call them up. We could do a, do a five way if we wanted to. They'd all say the same thing. Yeah. Roy calls me out when it's time. Roy calls me out. I am always holding people accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. And that is what it comes down to. Hold yourself accountable for the actions yes. that it is you're doing. I can't have no yes men in my game, in my, in my, in what I'm, is that I'm doing. Cause there's certain places that I'm going that I'm planning on going to that. Guess what? I want to see other people reap the benefits and the rewards and things like that versus, 
you know, working with clients, working in one-on-one conversations and things like that, you got to get rid of the yes men. You can't have no yes men. Mm-hmm. If you have yes men, good luck. Exactly. It's be a long, hard road you're going to be in. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, like even, you know, in my case, running a business solo, you, I can't be a yes man. Right. So that was something I totally had to work on because I was such a yes or yes woman or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like just saying no was like the most difficult thing ever. Like just seeing the word no as a complete sentence used to just like send me into this like spiral of like, oh my God, like, how do I say no? What am I going to do? So that took a lot of inner work. And this all happened after I decided to become a coach. And I thought I had it, I thought I had it all figured out and I thought I did all the inner work, but sure enough, there's, there's never a shortage of inner work to do. (laughs) And um, I eventually figured out like, oh my gosh, like I really need to have more boundaries and you know I turned that into a course (laughs) that's something so many people struggle with and and that's that's well said you know I want to go into this deep dive and I feel like this is gonna wear I I think two two powers right now that be (laughs) are gonna really be able to help our audience kind of educate themselves like free this is free now we're gonna give you guys Mm -hmm. some free gems right here yep (laughs) how do you break take notes Yes. How do you break free from a narcissist in a relationship? And basically what I'm saying is we have a lot of, I feel like people that are in in their relationships and they break away from people and they tend to still hold on to the element of this person and this person is still lingering around and they know that they're not good for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And they still wonder why they're still falling down that same Bugs Bunny rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to get out of it. And it's like, well, you know, they, they, they still are attached. How do you break free from that attachment is a conversation now. That is such an amazing question. So number one is figuring out that you are attached, right? Because you can't change anything without acknowledging it at least. And just having that deep understanding that like, okay, I know this person is not good for me. I know this is a narcissist that I'm dealing with because, you know, I think everybody who has been through narcissistic abuse has been through that Google rabbit hole. So I don't need to tell you what the signs are because you already know if you're listening to this and that's, that's a different episode, but you know, you're, you've been down that rabbit hole, you know what the signs are, you see it in your relationship, whether that's a relationship with a significant other, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a parent right? Like it could be a family member. And this is the thing, like society is so ass backwards when it comes to this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because like, it's just this whole perception that, you know, family's everything, but that's your mother, but you've been dating for such a long time, but you've been friends for 30 years, right? There's just all this bullshit that we hold on to as like beliefs on like how we're supposed to relate to the world. And, you know, don't give up on people and keep going and try to have the conversations and all that shit. It's just shit because when when you're when you're with a healthy person who's like able to like self-reflect and you know acknowledge that they did harm you um that's a completely different story and yeah all that advice applies but when you're dealing with like a toxic narcissist in your life all that stuff that you know society has programmed us to accept as reality and truth is 
complete garbage. So you need to understand that second of all. So that's like once you realize that, you know, you're in that situation and that you are attached, you need to also understand that the majority of people have it wrong because they're going to give you the shittiest advice. They're going to give you advice that is going to put you back in harm's way potentially. And that is something that's not talked about nearly enough as much as I think it should be, to be completely honest. You know, it's, you speak so well about it because again, we look at the current climate and the current temperature. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen individuals that, and I hear conversations and I'm sometimes sitting in these exact same rooms and it's like, well, I can't break away from him or I can't break away from her. And I'm just like, I keep my mouth shut because at that time, you just want to be like, you want to start yelling at the person and being like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, do you not see yourself drowning in your own, so in your own, sorry, sorrow? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get it. It's your security blanket. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's you. It's the, it's that element of maybe wanting to have people feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you're still coming to me with your problems, I'm not going to feel sorry for you anymore. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to say is that you're clearly love to drink your own poison when, you know, there could be somebody down the road that has their remedy for you. And a lot of you don't want to look for the remedy. They rather be attached to the poison because poison is easy. It's easy to reach for, if we're talking health and fitness, the bag of chips and the Mm Coca-Cola to eat because it's easy. It's instant. It's right there versus, you know, reaching for somebody that's good for you, surrounding your people, surrounding yourself with positive reinforcement energy comes down to having the yes men. Now, if my guys are in my circle or in a bad relationship, I'm going to look at them and say, listen, is that a bad relationship? Yes or no? And I'm going to hear what they say. And if they give me the right answers, I'm going to say is, why are you still there? Mm-hmm. You get, you know, and you have some people that have yes men. It's like, well, he'll change or she'll change and, you know, this and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have to change for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to change for the better. It's up to you to want to do that. And a lot of people don't want to do that because I feel like we're in the pro- we're a product of our own environment and things like that. And it's it's tough, you know. It's very it very tough. Yeah. It is. It's super tough. And like you know that you know being in that like feeling sorry for yourself, that like victim mode or whatever you want to call it. I feel like that is part of the healing process. But you don't want to stay there, right? Like once you figure it out that like you've been with a narcissist, right? And this can take years for some people. Like for me, it took like several failed relationships for me to even realize that my mother was a narcissist. Mm. So yeah. So I had like truly no clue what was going on in my life um, as to why I kept having these patterns repeating. But I eventually reached a breaking point with like the last narcissist I dated. And um that kind of got me to realize like, holy shit, what am I doing? Oh my God. And my mom's a narcissist. So that's kind of why this is like a pattern because that's all I know. Shit. And, you know, I could have dwelled and been like, oh my God, like I'm never going to find a normal person. I'm never going to break free of this, but I spent all my time that year, like researching, doing studies on people. Like I literally went on like 20 or 30 first dates just to kind of like 
understand narcissistic men versus non-narcissistic men and then i would like oh it was hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i think that's a story for like another podcast probably like just hey, all we the can do it again if you want to. We totally can do it however yes definitely. <laughs> But, um, you know, I learned a lot and I just like kind of decided to do my own research <laughs> and react to different scenarios in different ways just to kind of see like if they really are that predictable. And that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, they are. And, you know, that was very eye opening. But I could have like, you know, just sulked and whatever. But like that was just not what I felt like doing. Right. So some people they do stay kind of stuck in that and the thing is and this relates to chronic pain as well because you know there is there is a solution so there is a solution to chronic pain there is a solution to breaking free from narcissistic abuse it's kind of like and this is going to sound a little harsh but it's the truth have you suffered enough mm -hmm. have you done enough suffering are you mm -hmm. done suffering do you need to suffer a little more or like, what, what is it? Right. And it's not like, I'm not victim blaming or anything like that. It's, it's very unconscious the way that this is done. Right. So it's like your brain, if you've been raised by narcissistic people, narcissists feel like home to you and the brain does not like change. So intellectually you can understand, okay, shouldn't be with this person. They're narcissistic. It's bad for my health, bad for my mental health, but it's so hard. And it is so hard and it's going to be hard until you actually do the emotional work and understand it emotionally versus intellectually. Because once you get the emotions in check and understand what emotions are for and understand that they're not going to kill you because they really do feel like life and death sometimes if you've spent an entire lifetime suppressing them, um, that is where the actual transformation is going to happen. And that's when you're going to actually realize like, oh, I can break free. But the thing is, no one knows about this. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Nobody knows that emotional solutions are the solution to especially things like narcissistic abuse. So, and that involves doing inner work. Yeah. And a lot of the times survivors of narcissistic abuse are going to be like, well, why should I? I wasn't the one who abused myself. I'm the one who got abused. I shouldn't have to do the work. And that in itself is just part of the conditioning. So you have to reach some point where you're like, okay, like I'm done experiencing this pain. I cannot feel this pain anymore. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get out of this pain. And that's when people come to see me. <laughs> exactly. And you know, this is now where I'll say this, you know, if we, 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 I think everybody's been in a bad relationship, mm -hmm. not a raw dealing relationship. Totally. And you may date, you know, a series of people that are giving you the same signs, symptoms and all that other stuff. This is where I would say inner work comes into play and taking a diet. You got to have a diet. Mm -hmm. Now you, you have to go on a diet and I use diet now in the relationship world versus mm -hmm. like health and fitness because I say more flexible eating because diets are kind of where a fad in my yeah. own terminology. Totally, yeah. But yeah. take a diet from people. If you're still entertaining yes. or still seeing the exact same people, you have to now diet from those type of people. Yes. Raise your value, right? Mm -hmm. Raise your inner worth. When you raise your value in your inner, in your inner worth, then you start seeing the right people coming along. Then you start seeing the people that may have been broken, but mm -hmm. they've fixed themselves. 
You're not just broken and still running around and just, you know, intermingling all different type of energies when they're ready. And then you have more broken people. No, there's some people out there that have gone through hell and back and they figured it out. And now they're here to be like, hey, look, listen, there is love out there or there is that person for me or there is that marriage that I'm going to get into or that's there is that sorry, that common love that I can get into. But sometimes you got to have a break. You got to have a diet from people. You know, and really raise your inner value and your inner worth. That's just how it goes. You know, one hundred percent. I could not agree more. Yeah. Before we before we get out of here, one thing I wanted to address also too is the handling and the responding of silent treatment Mm -hmm. in relationships. It it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I was young at one point in time in my life, and sometimes I got in my own head, and I'd be Mm -hmm. the type of person that where if you start doing things to bother me, what I end up doing is just going quiet. Right. I'm gonna talk to you. Because mm-hmm. this is how it is. I'm not going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now you realize that you can't do that, especially right. when you're seizing yourself. If people are listening and they write, they write down the gems, they'll see. And what I said is doing that inner work, understanding that my now, when if I'm, say for instance, if, if I'm in a relationship or not in a relationship or whatever, I'm not going to ignore, I'm going to address. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to address, it's all for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not for you to now think that I'm attacking you because exactly. I'm giving you my vulnerable self. I'm putting down my shield. I'm putting down my sword and I'm giving you feedback on an action behavior that you're doing that you clearly don't identify. Maybe because the person in your past did not have the courage or the guts or the balls or the spinal cord to want to do that. Exactly. But now again, going back to the whole not having yes, men. I'm not going to be a yes man in this relationship. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you what's going on. I'm going to help you coach yourself through it. Now, exactly. in your personal expertise, the common telltale of silent treatment. Speak about it. Yeah, um, it's not cool. <laughs> it is not cool at all. So like any, you know, I like what you said when you were younger, you used to do it when mm-hmm. your significant other would like piss you off. And, you know, mm-hmm. that also begs the question of like, why was your partner at the time so adamant about pissing you off on purpose, right? So there's there's definitely, you know, more aspects to, um, what's the word? Like explore there, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you, so there's, there's a difference between the silent treatment and going no contact with a narcissist, right? So the mm-hmm. silent treatment is something that, you know, people who are narcissists and, you know, not everyone who uses the silent treatment is a narcissist, right? I'm not saying that you were one in that relationship. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it was a consequence of like, she pissed you off, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's when it's done in the context of a narcissistic relationship that is used as a punishment, right? So that's like, you're not behaving the way I want you to behave. So I'm just not going to respond to anything that you say. And I'm just going to completely like put this barrier up and you can keep talking at me and I'm just not going to respond. And narcissists do that because they, they know it's hurtful. They know that it's not a nice thing to do. And they know that it's going to get the other person in like a very agitated state right so that's 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 their supply and narcissists feed off of supply and supply is your emotional reaction to whatever the narcissist is doing like they just want attention whether it's positive or negative that's all they care about and you know it's something that you can't really make sense out of unless you actually have that kind of wiring in your brain (laughs) 
you know? Um, so I just, I tell people all the time, like, don't waste your time trying to understand it because you just, if you're a normal person, you're not going to understand it because you can't imagine doing it. Right. Again, sometimes there's situations where you are just so pissed off with somebody that it's like, okay, like just F off for a bit. Like, I'm just gonna like, no, not right now. Um, but narcissists use it as a tool to try and control you and to try and manipulate you and try and get supply from you. And if someone, if you're an adult, right, if you're mature, mature, mature like past your mid twenties, yep. <laughs> past your mid twenties and there's silent treatment happening in your relationship and it's starting to seem more like a relationship then that's a red flag. And if you can't talk to that person about like, you know, you, you gave me the silent treatment the other day and I didn't appreciate that, their reaction is going to tell you everything. So if they're going to like react and say like, oh, well, you know, you're always hysterical about these things. It wasn't a big deal. Like you're obviously being gaslit. Right. But if they're like, oh my gosh, I know that was very immature of me. I'm so sorry that I gave you the silent treatment. It's not going to happen again. And then it actually doesn't happen again. Then that's your sign that you're working with somebody who is capable of introspection. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. It's about teachable, you know, mm -hmm. relationship. You're supposed to grow together, not grow exactly. apart. Exactly. You know, I think that the only time, and this is the humor I'm going to put into this, mm -hmm. the only time you should ignore your loved one is if you're both cheering for opposite teams now <laughs> within reason it sure, could be yeah. it could be you know it could be nba you know i'm in i'm in certain group chats and it's so funny on facebook and there was a guy he's a celtics fan and his wife was a miami heat fan and it's like they made a bet but they did videos and you could tell how upset yeah. she was when they were down in the series. <laughs> and, and it's in all in good favor. And I'm like, yo, they make content out of that, you know, and yeah. it's, it's cool and all that. That's the only time. And then you laugh it off yeah. after. Exactly. Get a bed hug, kiss it out, you know, and do whatever you guys need to do. And then you're good. But I feel like as we're winding this down is it comes down to the inner reflection now, guys. Mm -hmm. Really start understanding what it is you want in your kingdom? What is it you want in your tribe? You know, if you're single and you're, 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 we're in this, especially it's, you know, winter season coming around and people mm -hmm. have that analogy where it's like, it's cuffing season and <laughs> people then want to start cuffing the wrong thing. Yep. Like there's a lot of narcissists out there. There's yes. a lot of people with masks on, <laughs> not yep. COVID-19 masks, <laughs> still wearing those masks. Exactly. <laughs> how to identify what's coming in front of you and you know what you have to know how to do that own inner work yes. you know and i always say is you know maturity is a hell of a thing there's some people that are not mature enough mm -hmm. to really be in relationships and they get in these relationships and they're like googly eyes and then it's like it all falls apart because you're walking with a borderline narcissist or somebody mm -hmm. that's a manipulator or somebody that's a compulsive liar and things like that. And what we have to do is be the leaders that, like me and Adriana and be the coaches and really give you guys the fruits to your labor to make you, you know, figure it out and things like that. Cause we're not yes men. We're yes. We're a yes man myself and you have a yes woman right there. So that's just how it goes down. You know, exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> exactly. Before we before we come to a close on this on this here, we're gonna do this again. Oh, I feel yeah. like in this little piece of talking, there's so many different parts that I could have picked out and whatnot. Totally. And this was on a whim, and 
we didn't really go through the preparing of the show notes. And Not like, even a little bit. It was <laughs> but like, it turned out so good. <laughs> exactly. You're here. I'm here. Who's doing the podcast? Heck, you know what? Who knows? <laughs> it's a co-collaboration effect. And this is what I always do is I always love to support with and work with other creators that have the great message, have the right message, and that are really just doing some some pretty cool stuff that's happening, especially in Canada right now. We're mm-hmm. both in Canada. Exactly. Not too far from me, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm just on the outskirts of, of the GTA, but, you know, we're going to figure it out and, and mm-hmm. definitely doing what it is that we're doing. Totally. Any last words? Um, just anyone who is currently dealing with someone that they suspect is a narcissist. And, you know, if you're confused about, like, what to do, just follow, like, this is going to sound so cliche, but follow your intuition because... Your intuition is always right. And I want to invite you to think about when was the last time your intuition told you something and was basically screaming at you about something. Maybe it was about the current relationship that you're in right now. And something inside you told you this person's trouble, but you ignored it. And then now you're kicking yourself in the ass. I want you to understand that that intuition is your best friend. And even if you don't always know what it's trying to tell you, the more you explore that feeling, the more you explore your emotions, the closer you'll get to your intuition and the more you'll be able to know before even speaking to somebody if they're trouble or not. And if you're struggling to get out of that relationship right now, just know that you know, if this person is narcissistic, you've read the signs and, you know, I don't care who's saying that narcissism is rare. Cause that seems to be a little trend these days that <laughs> people think that it's rare. First of all, they don't get diagnosed. They will never go to a psychiatrist and be like, Oh, I think something's wrong with me. And like, like, let's find out. They're not going to do that. Um, if you are being abused emotionally by somebody, if they're gaslighting, if they're making you question your reality and you don't know like what's up and what's down anymore, get out. Like this is your permission slip to get the hell out of there. And it's going to be okay. You can do the inner work. You can heal from this and whatever life throws at you. It's just a matter of getting that skill set and it's not going to happen overnight and that's okay like you're a human you didn't it didn't take overnight for you to get to this point where you're at right now it's not going to take overnight for you to get where you want to be so give yourself some patience and just give yourself the permission to get out of a toxic situation well said preach Took thank us you to <laughs> taking us to church on the weekday <laughs> on the weekend you know and, and just to follow up what you said is that mm-hmm. you know a lot of people that listen to this and could benefit from your life coaching aspect, especially with what you just spoke about with relationships and things like that and dealing with narcissists is there's a lot of people I, I, I really truly feel they they're hiding and they're still feeding the table that they're presented with these still meals to this person. And it's like, why do it? You must, like I said, love drinking your own poison when you have a life coach right across there in a GTA <laughs> that can give you the remedy and give mm-hmm. you the solution. And heck, you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not in the position to air people out, but I know there's, there's about 10 profiles right now that I know personally of people that I could send you and be like, you need to just listen to her to the 
because there's some people that are like, well, why am I still in this? Well, figure it out, you know, yeah. your opportunity to figure it out, you know, exactly. and, you know, you need to start getting serious of what it is you want to do in life and become the best version of you, you know, exactly. Definitely. 100%. Any last what? words from your end? <laughs> well, I kind of just said it, but yeah. <laughs> how I always like to do this is I like to give back to I'm not going to call you a guest. I'm going to call you a host because this is like a cold call. Awesome. Yeah, we're co-hosts. <laughs> where, where can people be able to check out your brilliant work, connect with you on social media? Um, so my Instagram is at let's get your shift together. All one word. Um, you can catch me there. Um, I do lives usually once a week where I just, you know, drop knowledge bombs and stuff like that and do some Q and A's. Um, I post content every day or most days and it's, you know, very helpful. Like I get messages all the time that people are like, oh my gosh, like your content is helping me make sense of my situation. So totally check that out. My website is letsgetyourshifttogether.com. You can book an appointment there or on Instagram. And, you know, it's, it's not, people can be afraid of coaches sometimes, but I promise you, it's not that scary. Um, I'm not an ogre. <laughs> I'm not going to yell at you if you don't do your, your homework. It's, you know, we work on things at, wherever you're at and I meet you exactly where you're at and we take it from there and there is absolutely hope that you're able to heal if I was able to do it anyone can and that's why I'm here just helping as many people as possible absolutely well said and with myself here Mitchell Ford Unleashed podcast it's all over the place you know Apple podcast Spotify I just launched the text community if you want to know what the text community is, you have to go to my Instagram, officially.rory. I'm working on some things, maybe some, some exclusive offers, maybe have some life coaching lessons, maybe get Adriana in a little promo package through the mm -hmm. text community to be able to help you guys, you know, and things like that. And yeah, that's, that's what we do here, you know, always wanting to strive to be 1% better each mm -hmm. and every day and always keep grinding and working and doing what we got to be doing. I appreciate you for doing this. You know, I appreciate you too for doing, you know, this. I have, a, I have my own personal co-host for the show also too, but yeah. heck, you, know, you can have three co-hosts if you want. Why to. not? Right. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what happens. Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah. Either can be an Autobot or you can be a Decepticon. Either which way you <laughs> it, you're, you're, you're forming your team and your tribe the way. Exactly. Exactly. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. We'll, we'll do this again soon for sure. We are 100%. We yeah. Are. <laughs> All right. See you later. Okay. Yeah.